around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everyone. God bless you all, and we're so thankful you are out there today listening, wherever you are in your home, your vehicle, (laughs) whatever you're doing. Uh, We are just grateful for the body of Christ today. You know, you are God's representative in the earth. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are a city set on a hill, and it cannot be hidden. Your work, your life, your representation in the earth of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is really your life's vocation. Just the fact that you show up and you're there and you make a difference by your very presence. If nothing else, hell knows you're there. (laughs) Heaven, of course, lives in you and everything that God wants to do in the earth is going to be through a believer. So I want to encourage you today to take your rightful position, sit up straight, Put a smile on your face, throw your shoulders back, and know that what we're about to say and tell you is to, to, we're going to do our best to just uh, cheerlead for you so that you can go out there in the world and do what God's called you to do wherever you are. You are of such value. The greatest value that God has ever placed on anything is on you. You are the top of his creation. You were called into this generation, and you are a child of God. And as ministers of the gospel, our job is to minister to you to do the work of the gospel. So Terry and I are here today just to, uh, as I said, cheerlead and talk to you about things we feel the Holy Ghost would want you to hear so that you can do your job better. We're here to facilitate everything that's going on in your life and help you be a success at it. So, darling... Uh, here we are one more time. Well, it's Word Wednesday. It is Word Wednesday. Time to put out the podcast <laughs> and uh, encourage people and uh, give them some instruction in righteousness. And yes. So they may be perfect and thoroughly, thoroughly furnished, furnished. Uh, about the work of the ministry, Amen. about the things of God. And, uh, you know, I was thinking earlier this morning that we, we've said so many times that the, the power that God started you with, Right. Is the same power he wants you to finish with. Exactly. And, um, you, you know, the church needs to be getting stronger, not getting weaker. Uh, weaker. And not taking a back seat and not On being anything. dark. That's right. And, uh, you know, I've been really troubled and not happy uh, that, that uh, with the midterm elections two weeks ago that right. the church only turned out in 28%, you know, which means evangelicals, which evangelicals yeah. just right. turned out 28% and voted. Which means 72% didn't vote. Didn't vote. Uh, and, you know, the church isn't supposed to get weaker. The church no. isn't supposed to get darker. The church isn't supposed to get more complacent. The church isn't supposed to just sit back and suck right. their thumb right. and right. sit on their suitcase, their suitcase all packed up, ready to go to heaven. No, and they're right. sitting on their exactly. suitcase and reading their Bible and singing that old song, I'll Fly Away. Exactly. Uh, you know, we, that's not the position of the church of Jesus Christ today. We should be singing, I'll work till Jesus comes. That's instead right. Instead of singing, I'll fly away. No, exactly. And we need to be about the master's business. And I, and, and I was just thinking uh, several times this morning how, how many times we say the same power God started you with is the power he wants you to finish with. He doesn't want you to finish 
weaker than you were, so less than you were, dimmer than you were. He wants you to finish brighter than you were, stronger than you were, more powerful, powerful than you were. And it's like you and I have said so many hundreds of times in so many pulpits around the world that uh, the, the believer to, of today needs to have the fierceness. Exactly. The absolute fierceness, the warrior-like fierceness of an Old Testament warrior, and yet have the grace and compassion and faith and favor and blessings and, 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 and forgiveness and all that of a New Testament believer. We are New Testament believers, but we're not supposed to sit down and retire or no, quit right, just because right, we've gotten right. into the New Testament. We need to still have the the fierceness and ready for war and ready exactly. for battle right, uh, exactly. that an Old Testament warrior has. And, and uh, so, you know, I just want to encourage the church to to get up, stand up, speak up, right. uh, be loud, uh, be on purpose, and uh, let's uh, pick up our sword and pick up our helmet and pick up our breastplate, and let's let's get back into the fray and get back into the war. No, that's right. And start declaring how this earth is going to be, because God has given the Christian the authority and Absolutely. the dominion, the spiritual authority from I mean from before we were ever created back in Genesis. 126, God said, now let us make man in our own likeness, in our own image, and let them, let them men and women, let them have dominion, not just power, not just faith, not just authority, but let them have dominion. Let them be the dominating factor on the earth. That's right. And let them have dominion over the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea and the cattle of the field and over all the earth. We're supposed to, Renee, have dominion over the entire earth. As Christians, (laughs) as men and women of God, we are not... Uh, to be passive and be quiet and be asleep on our no, watch, that's right. that's uh, right. but to be awake and alert and ready and be in dominion over the entire earth. That's exactly right. I'm well said. You know, the the concept that the Bible teaches is that is that we are a nation within a nation. We're a people within a people. We're we're passing through in order to dominate and gather souls and take them into heaven. And that our job here is one of actually, as you were saying that word in Genesis one twenty six, that uh, to dominate. We're actually a domination to be here to take charge of what God wants us to be on behalf of souls. But you know, on behalf of, of so many of you, I know the enemy wants to distract you with your daily life. Uh, you know, Terry said something in a in a in a service recently that was like, if you're a firefighter and the devil knows that he'll just create fires for you to keep putting out everywhere. <laughs> and I know there's nobody more busy than a, than a young mother. There's nobody more busy than a daddy trying to work uh, maybe two jobs. He's, got, he's working 40 more or more hours a week at a job, comes home and has to do work at the house, and then he's got to be at all the kids' events and all these kind of things, and then we've got to be at church, and we've got to help the church, and we've got to do all these things. We are busy people. Sure. And, and we are people that have obligations to do. But what you find out in that is if you fight through the emotional frustration of distraction, that you will win uh, and have a concept of that you're not a victim. You are in charge. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. You, you know, you and I are doing this right now. I, I guess I'll say this so that you'll all know that, that we're not just sitting here like, like Brother Hagen said, on flowery beds of ease. <laughs> my mother, sister, and brother all live together. My mother is 90 years old, and my brother and sister in their 60s and disabled, and she 
um, has been their caregiver and stronger. Your mother. My mother has been their caregiver at 90. And um, in, in one week, about a month ago, while Terry and I were in Canada, um, my brother on Sunday night, who was awaiting amputation on his left leg, um, had a, a major heart attack on Sunday night. Then on Tuesday, my sister had a massive stroke. Four days later, my mother fell and broke her hip. And I had, and all three of them were in the same hospital here in Houston, Texas at the same time. <laughs> and it was an absolute shock that all three of them at the same time could have major uh, accidents and illnesses and all three being the same even the people at the hospital were just shocked they're just everybody they said yes we found out about this we can't believe this this is awful you know and and just all of these kind of things and terry and i have been now for almost a month doing taking care of them and we've been here now for over a week looking after them taking care of them and still running the ministry and still preaching oh sure and and putting out a newsletter and podcasts and and ministering to partners and pastors and people that call and phone and email and text. Real life goes on. Real life goes and on. Responsibilities go on. We're responsible right. for our right. families. Right. You and I were actually supposed to be in Malta right now doing a That's pastors right. conference. That's we, right. We were in uh, Canada and then in in a great missions conference in in uh, in in uh, Ohio, and then uh, in Brother Copeland's great meeting in Washington D.C. And then we were headed from there to. Malta, but when all of this happened with the family and the doctor actually, we actually spoke to the doctor on yeah, the phone, right. your sister's doctor, and he flat told us that he didn't expect her to live, and so right. we thought, well, we don't want to get to Malta and be in the middle of that meeting and then get the phone call that someone had passed away and tried to get back from Europe, so we just postponed it. We didn't cancel it. We right. just postponed it, and um, uh, we're still going. Uh, but we postponed it so we could be here and do the responsible thing and the right thing and, and take care of the family. Thank you're you, the, Jesus. You're pretty much the family go-to and, and, and yeah, caregiver yeah. and decision maker when when everybody else is uh, yeah. uh, incapacitated or is crashing and burned. And in the middle of all uh, this, my brother did have his leg amputated, and we found out we're having another grandbaby. <laughs> well, that was a good. That was a good part. The grandbaby so we part. Had, we've had everything going on good bad ugly high low from 90 years old but, to one and a half to newborn but what i was saying is we came back here in, in prayer and in confession yeah, no and declaration job. and uh, your sister's just doing great just doing wonderful and you know she was in a coma and, and then she when she came out of the coma she couldn't talk and and uh, now she's just talking in fact we told one of our our main nurse yesterday we said well we're just kind of uh, you know, thrilled and surprised because the doctor just didn't give us any hope. That's right. And uh, didn't think she would uh, come come out of this. And the nurse just looked at us and said, well, she's doing great. In fact, she used some words we, I, I've never used in my life and certainly wouldn't use on a podcast. <laughs> and she said, that's just not right. She said, she's doing great. Yeah. And so, you know, the word's working. The word's working, the word's yeah. working, the word's working, the word's working, but you still have to work the word. You know, she, my sister Sherry is having, uh, you know, she's having to rehab her whole body. And from speech to, uh, you know, uh, clarity and thinking on some things. And then not her physical body. And she, they just took, uh, they, she still has a feeding tube. Mm-hmm. And, but they're working to get that out this week. My brother's still in the, in the nursing home as well, along with my sister and rehabbing. My mother is at home 
uh, finally and able to get around on a nice walker. And But we're really, you know, Terry and I are every day, every day, every day, we're having to take care of all their needs and be with them and go and see them and look after them and set up future care for them. And so when we tell you that you're the light of the world and you're the salt of the earth and that that all the things that Terry exhorted you about being in dominion and taking charge, we're doing that right along with you in every single area of our life. I refuse to allow hell to have any control oh, right. over my soul and my expectation of what I believe God mm-hmm. wants us in to do. In the middle of a battle, we're still the light of the we're world. Still, we're still the that's salt exactly of the earth. Right. You know, we had to go into Walgreens last night to get somebody <laughs> a prescription, and we, we stopped and ministered and lifted up the guy that was doing the Salvation, the Salvation Army, Army Red Army Kettle. Thing. You know, <laughs> we gave a donation, but we also gave him a word. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it just is amazing to me. Light. All the things that, that happen in a 24-hour period, and then we have our two youngest grandbabies here that are four and one and a half. One's about to have her birthday and be four. And uh, Terry and I are being grandparents. We're being parents. Um, Terry's daughter and son and grandson were here for Thanksgiving along with my family. And it was just, um, you know, an amazing thing to see how God can help you in a family like yeah. we have. We have a very large family now. We have six grown children and all of their children and all of their family issues and all the things that are going on in their lives. And then we have 15 grandchildren and one on the way. So that'll be 16. Terry will have eight and I'll have eight. Hey, you're catching up with you. I'm catching up with you. And when we got married, I, I, I had eight and you had six. And yeah. then you had seven and now you're about to have about eight. About to have eight. So <laughs> you're catching up with me. You may surpass me. You know, so I, don't, I want to dispel anybody's idea. Well, we're still fighting. Yeah, I want to. We had to throw it together just an impromptu Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, just just create an impromptu Thanksgiving. Oh, it was uh, hilarious in, in Houston instead of uh, it was at home hilarious. In oh of my gosh, we were supposed to be in Malta, not even doing Thanksgiving, and not even doing Thanksgiving. <laughs> and here we had to pull one off here with three people in the hospital. But you don't you don't fail when you fail. You fail when you when you quit. quit. That's such and a we're good. Not going to and quit. we're not, we're going, not to quit. going to quit. I've said many times before. I know people that have died at forty five and weren't buried until they were 75, but uh, we we don't <laughs> intend to do that. We're going to keep on living life to the fullest and no, declare that's right. the Word of God. And just encourage people, don't quit until you finish. That's right. I mean, there's the goal line up there. You, it's in sight. Don't, don't quit before you get across the goal line. But I always like how when you, when you quote T.L. Osborne saying, you stay till the devil leaves. You stay leaves. till the devil leaves. And I, t- I had to tell somebody that this morning. You just... It, you just keep punching back. You just keep showing up. And the reason we're telling you this is so I want to help you dispel any idea in your mind that because people are in the ministry that, you know, they're, they've got it. You know, we're talking down to you. We're shouting at you <laughs> from the same perspective of, of life being trying to overwhelm you and you still have to preach the gospel. Well, I think everybody knows this, knows that you've buried a husband, I've buried a wife, I've right. buried a son. I mean, we live real life, and real we have life. real battles, but we use the Word doesn't of God. It doesn't change the Word. It doesn't change what we preach. It doesn't That's change right. what we believe. We're not going to quit. We refuse That's to right. quit. We absolutely will not Hallelujah. quit until what we finish and get across the finish line. That's exactly right. You know, I mean, Terry and I, when, when you, if you think about it, you know, that we're we're you know, famous and doing all these stuff. I mean, we've taken out the trash, big barrels of trash for people that have been in the hospital here for a month. 
buying bed slats for mother's bed to fix it where it's better level for her. I mean, we're we're doing everyday things for everybody in the family, yeah, taking know, care of babies. For, and You know, I've said for lots of years that a big, a big shot's only a little shot away from home. <laughs> I used to talk about how that I'd go off on some trip and people right, would invite right. me to preach and they'd pick me up at the airport and carry my luggage and put me in a hotel right, and no take job. me out to eat and have me to preach and talk <laughs> nice about me and call me all kind of great titles. Then I'd get home and my grandma or, you know, would tell exactly. me to take out the trash or <laughs> fix the fence or mow the grass. You know, That's right. Just, you know, and Terry and I are staying. Goes on. Terry and I are staying in a hotel this whole two weeks here to help everybody. And because everybody else's house is full and, and it's just a, it's just chaos. And we're here at our own expense doing all of this to look after everybody. And it's just an, uh, you know, an example of the fact that you don't quit because of circumstances. You don't quit because things are not right or perfect or elegant. You know, church looks like everybody comes in and we're happy and we're shouting and we're praising and we're and we're looking at what God's doing and, and isn't the Lord good and we want the song service to be just right and the lights and the nursery and the youth and the seats and the parking and everything to be just right. And yet people are out there every day in, in lives of just you know, they're, they're overwhelmed by it, and it can be overwhelming. But we want to encourage you today and just, uh, you know, as the Apostle Paul really used the right word, he said, provoke you mm-hmm. yeah. to more love and good works. We want to just shove you out there. Uh, you know, every pastor really, all the church services really are, ought to be just a giant pep rally. And then we shove you out the door and tell you to go fight, win tonight, and see you next week at the next pep rally. <laughs> yeah, speaking of church, we had a great service this yes, last we Sunday. Did. We preached for uh, Larry Connor. And, and for Colette in uh, Katy, Texas, which is a little suburb west of, not a little suburb, a big yes. suburb, yeah, west, of, suburb. west of Houston, yeah. a big, huge growing suburb. But uh, I remember when the church where we were preaching at Sunday, I remember when that was out in the boondocks. That exactly. was way out west of Houston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had a great service and great people. And, uh, and then this Sunday, we're with our dear friends, uh, Todd and Cindy Mooring, and, then, and, and Callie Ship, Cindy's sister. Uh, and just uh, at Celebration Church in Baytown, Texas, which again is a suburb of Houston. It's out east of Houston. And uh, Todd and Cindy have been friends of your and Dean's for oh, long, long, long time. Yeah. And then you introduced us to them, uh, Jackie and I to them. Going on uh, 25 years. Numbers of years ago. Yeah. And so we've been friends for many, many years, but exactly. they, they pastor a great church. Wonderful church. In, uh, in Baytown. In fact, uh, all my friends in Tulsa, uh, they're actually going to be in Tulsa this Friday night. Friday night. Uh, November the 30th. Uh, uh, Todd and Cindy are ministering at a church there uh, in Broken Arrow. Um, I can't even think of the name it's of it. Called it's called Vision. Vision. Vision, Vision Church with Vision Don Church. and yeah. Don and Kay uh, Couch. Couch. And so uh, Don and Kay have been around for a long time. Good people. Used to be at ORU. Uh, but anyway, Cindy and Todd will be there ministering music. And when I say ministering music, I mean having the whole service and ministry. I'm telling you, Todd they, is if so you want to go the Holy Ghost. <laughs> no, Todd is so anointed. And, My and goodness Cindy, gracious. Uh, you know, they're old. They're old line Pentecostals. You know, they came, out, right. of, they came out of the UPC. They United know the presence Church. of the Lord. So they're Holy Ghost people. They're music people. And Todd is so anointed in music. I know you're a great musician yourself, and, and, and you play the keyboard and have ever since I've known you since 1974. But I know every time... Todd touches the piano. You just say, "Oh, he just—he oh, just, so smooth." He just, he just has. Uh, you tell me about what he's doing with chords, which is you know, 
gibberish to me. I don't know anything about music. Uh, it's like a foreign language when you tell me what all he's doing. But but you you talk about how the chords he uses and the, and he's just, and he's anointed. You know, I've said to people for years, you can have musicians that are that are talented, right? And you can have musicians that are anointed. Right. You can have musicians that are neither one of those things. That's right. You can have musicians that are both of those things. That's you can have sure. some that are talented and not anointed and some that are anointed and not talented. And, and then you can have some that are neither and some that are both. And right. Todd's anointed and talented. Right. And and then Cindy. And so uh, we're looking forward to just ministering for them this Sunday at, uh, what is it, 1030, 10 o'clock, something like that. I believe so. Out in yeah. Baytown. Let me look it so up. So we'd invite you, if you're in the Houston area, come out and hear, hear me minister. Uh, Ryan and I'll be ministering out there this Sunday morning, and the music will just be spectacular. And all their kids are in music, and, and oh, yeah. uh, some of their kids are famous in music, and, and um, uh, the service at 10 o'clock, that's right. And so in Baytown at, uh, at uh, Celebration Church. So we'd invite you to come out there on Alexander Road uh, there in Baytown. And uh, but anyway, uh, we're looking forward to being with them just as personal friends. That's and just right. going to lunch and visiting and talking hard and fast over uh, our lives and our kids and all that's going yeah, on. Yeah. But then we're looking forward to the service and ministry to the people there. It's going to be really, really good. Well, it is, and it's an atmosphere of worship. And I really think, you know, you can go into a lot of churches and you can sense the presence of the Lord, but you're looking also for an atmosphere where you come into that is so sacred and holy that it, it starts convicting people from the time they walk in the door. And that's their church is kind of like that, I, I feel, uh, in a lot of ways. And it's just like Smith Wigglesworth that time when he was on a train and he walked down, the, he, he went to the men's room on the train and walked down the aisle and a minister of another religion was sitting there on in the aisle and fell out of his seat onto the floor as Wigglesworth passed and said, Man, you convict me of my sins. And that's the atmosphere you and I can create, just like I've seen Todd and Cindy do in their worship and in their churches and their church services, where there's such a convicting power of the Holy Ghost that souls are one every service. Souls come to the altar every service. They realize their need for a saving savior they need salvation they need jesus they don't they don't want to go to hell sure <laughs> they want to go to heaven sure. and so i want to encourage all of you today to you know to seek out those things that'll that'll make you stronger in the lord you'll realize you have to put on the armor of the lord that you've got to take the shield of faith that'll quench every fiery dart of the enemy against your spirit, soul, and body. And you'll use the sword of the spirit. Uh, and the Bible teaches us that sword is a two-edged sword. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Dean always said one side's for the devil and one side's for you <laughs> to clean your life up. Yeah. And if you'll take the sword of the spirit, which is... Ephesians 6 says, is the Word of God, then God is able to do great things for you. But it takes focus. It takes hour by hour, sometimes moment by moment, focus and discipline, deliberate focus and discipline to say, and, and really it's so powerful when you use your mouth to overcome the enemy that you say, I'm not going to believe that. I'm not going to give in to that no, thought. Absolutely. I'm not going to have that. Devil, I tell well, you right now in Jesus' our, name. Our DNA is Holy Ghost and fire. That's right. <laughs> and uh, the church has forgotten that. The church has got away from that. We're going to have to get the church back to that. Well, yeah. And I just believe revival's coming. You know, I just believe that God's not done That's with what America. You said. 
said at the beginning of the podcast. God's not done with America, and uh, God's not done with the rest of the world, and no, the Christians right. are not going to be sleeping through this thing. We're going to be leading through this thing. It's a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. It's a powerful church that's representative of the Lord Jesus himself and that we cannot compromise. We can't turn this into a dead religion of opinions. We've We've got to make this be something that is so powerful that the the devil fears and that influences the world and brings nations into the kingdom of God. Right. You know, here it is, uh, the 28th of November, and uh, well, uh, one of my granddaughter Avery's birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Avery. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but it's uh, right here at the end of November, and so it's this time of year, every year, Renee, that we um, take up offerings for... Uh, our orphans and right. orphanages that we're very involved in. Some are ours completely. Some are not right. ours, but we're very involved in them. Some we're not involved at all except with, with finances, but we have no no control or no input. Others we have a lot of input, and then others we have total input. But anyway, uh, and we usually don't do this to the to the public, but I have the last, last year and this year with our podcast. Hallelujah. Uh, but what I've usually typically done and what I've done yesterday and today, I'll be, be finishing up today, just sending a text, a personal text to personal pastor friends of mine uh, that have helped us over the years, that are partners with us and love us and believe in us and missions, and just uh, asking them to, to take up an offering at church and, and not a not a, uh, a bit, doesn't have to be a big offering. They can just ask the people to give one dollar uh, and then send that in to us, and we'll get that to the orphans. And this last year. We were able to send uh, money for Christmas, you know, because Jesus is the reason for the season is what we as Christians always say about Christmas. But yet the truth of that is Jesus gets left out at the season because people get stressed with their kids and their grandkids and the Christmas programs and the stuff they got to do. And so so ministry and church and certainly missionaries and certainly orphans uh, get left out uh, usually at Christmas time. And so we try to make a push to not let that happen. Right. And so last year, we were able to send tens of thousands of dollars uh, to, and, and the year before that as well, uh, to 13 different homes, 13 different children home, children's homes, orphanages, in uh, five different nations, in the nation of India, of Romania, Mexico, Haiti, and Jamaica, uh, that we've uh, very involved in helping these, these orphanages over That's years right. and years and years. Some of them I've given to for years and years and years and years. But uh, uh, we're just very involved in doing that. And so uh, I'm going to be sending, uh, sent, sent some yesterday. I'll be sending the rest today to pastor friends of mine and just ask them to uh, help us with that. And uh, and if you're listening on the podcast and want to get involved in that, we don't try to make a big push uh, really uh, for that with the public because especially with the dollar amount because you know, we tell pastors just get just ask the people for a dollar a piece, but then when they put those dollars together, it's it's a bunch. And they write one check. And, and they write just one check and send it to us. But yet, if if people listening to us on the podcast did just did the dollar thing, it's not that we disdain a dollar. We do, we honor the dollar. It's just that it doesn't help because we have to have staff that goes to the post office and picks up that letter, and then come back and open the letter. We have to pay the staff. And then they open the letter, and then they have to go through the banking deposit of getting that dollar in the bank, uh, driving to the bank and depositing that. And then and then I write a thank you letter, and so then I've got staff that writes the letter, publishes the letter, prints the letter, puts the letter in the envelope, puts a stamp on the envelope, goes back to the post office and mails it. So we end up losing money 
uh, on just a dollar offering. So, so we don't we don't try to encourage the dollar thing, except within a church where they're sending a lot of dollars bundled together. But if you do want to help, if you if that does touch your heart and you do want to get involved in orphans, that um, that the only Christmas presents they're going to get uh, most likely uh, in most of these orphanages is definitely in most of them, but in in some it's most likely that the only presents they get are going to be from us. And so if you want to give, say, say a minimum of $5 or $10 or something like that, uh, then that would be just great. And we'd be glad to get that money sent off and, and, and into these hundreds and hundreds of kids uh, in, these different, in these five different nations. So if you'd like to do that, if God touches your heart about that or you, you want to get involved in that or get in, help Renee and I with that, then you can do snail mail at uh, Terry Mize Ministries. Post Office Box 35044, Post Office Box 35044 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the zip for that is 74153. You can just mail a check to Terry Mize Ministries and say this is for Orphans Christmas. Um, or you can do electronic giving. Of course, you can go to terrymize.com, uh, just like you are here on the broadcast. Or you can go to terrymizeministries.org. Uh, or you can call the office. You can call and talk to Hannah, uh, t- talk to Michael or Hannah at the office, and the office number is 918-392-9930, uh, 918-392-9930, and ask for Hannah or Michael. So anyway, you can help uh, with the Orphans Christmas if you'd like, or if you just want to send us money for Christmas to, to deal with other areas of ministry, other things we've got to do, uh, that would be great. The one thing we ask you to do is, you know, don't rob from Peter to pay Paul. If you normally are a partner of the ministry and normally send uh, money to the ministry, well, don't, right. don't change right. that this month. So, by the way, this month we're taking that money and making it orphan's money because then that, that uh, takes away from the ministry that you normally support with. So, anyway, we love you. We're for you. We're excited about what God's That's doing. Right. And we're believing a very special Christmas for you, very special end of the year for you. Amen. Uh, Renee and I are believing, God, that our, our year is going to end in the black uh, and financially in the black with every bill paid, never need met, and with uh, money in the bank to take on 2019. That's right. And uh, we're believing that same thing for you. We pray for our partners every day. And we're believing right. the same thing for our partners and, and have been praying for them that they end the year in the black and uh, take on the 2019 with the money right. in the bank and bills paid and ready to go. Well, I, and too, I, I just say amen to everything you just said there about uh, orphans and the ministry and the people of God. Um, you know, there's, there's almost more responsibility put on an American Christian oh, sure. to do the work of God than there is any other part of the world. And so we know that with great responsibility comes great grace and great power great wisdom that God wants to move through your life. So understand, as, I, as Terry and I open the broadcast talking to you about today, uh, what your call is, what your value is, and what certainly what your authority is, to have dominion. And that's what we leave you with today, that you're the body of Christ, and your responsibility everywhere you go 24-7 is to walk in dominion. And don't allow any bad news, any attack of the enemy, any little creepy, slimy thought that tries to come into your brain and discourage you, any uh, ungodly, carnal person trying to whisper things in your, into your life, um, any uh, trial or test that would try to rise up right here at this time. Remember, God crowns the year with His bounty. Yes, and he in does. all His paths, yes, drip, he does. Uh, the heaviness or the anointing, the weight of who God is, and that He will bless you indeed. 
and that he will do great and mighty things through your life and that heaven is just sitting around waiting, looking over the banisters for the church to call in, command, take authority and do their job. They're cheering you on. So you are not alone. You are not in this by yourself. You are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Angels have been assigned to your life. You are full of the power of God. The blood of Jesus is there to help protect and wash over your life and cleanse you and to keep you in operational uh, mode (laughs) always and do the work of God. Our time is gone for today. We're so grateful that you've been there listening and that we can have a part in helping you in any way. Remember, you can find us at terrymize.com or terrymizeministries.org is the website. Any product is there, our ministry schedule, opportunity for testimonies and or prayer requests. And you can contact our staff and place orders. Do anything you want to do from that website or just call the office, as Terry said. We're so grateful for every one of you. And we know your, we're, know that, that your value in the earth today is of very, very great value. And we're so grateful for you. So Terry and I want to tell you again as we leave that we love you, we pray for you, and we say you are more, more than, than a conqueror. conqueror. See you next week. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.